Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mama's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is going to get a little personal. I want to share with y'all today my mindset and game plan on how I'm going to lose this extra bit of weight. And to be honest, I kind of have to lose a little bit of it because I am about to actually this week was the beginning of an online Olympic lifting competition through Girls Gone RX. Um, I competed in it in the they had one in the spring and I got 10th in my weight class, which is 130 pounds and below. And the beginning of this week, I was 132 pounds and and I really don't want to go up on a weight class because then it'll really put me at a disadvantage. Um, so that is one thing that kind of sparked this. Another thing is I'm just kind of sitting out of my comfort zone right now. I don't feel like bad about myself. I'm not doing it because I'm like, oh, like I look horrible or man, all this extra weight. Um, There's a couple of reasons. Like to be honest, like my clothes are starting to fit a little tight and it's just like, eh, okay, well, I probably need to dial back in. And then also I have another, uh, I have a CrossFit competition that I'm doing with a couple of other girls at the gym that's on October 15th in Dallas. And I know that if I was to drop some of this body fat, that I would move better and I would probably feel better and I'd be a little bit more competitive. And so it's really coming from more of that perspective than um, me, you know, in a very negative way. So this is a very positive, like, way I, you know, wanting to lose this weight. And I thought that it would be um, maybe helpful for you guys if I shared, like, why, what has happened to get me to gain this extra 10 pounds, um, and what I kind of am planning on doing and kind of like my thought process and maybe it'll give you some got, uh, some ideas and inspire you to um, for your next 10 pounds that you're going to lose. And I want you guys to also keep things um, to really think about this in perspective, because I know some of you are like, oh, my gosh, Jessica, you, you weigh 132 pounds and you want to lose 10 pounds like I, I that's like way below even my goal weight. I want you guys to remember I'm only five feet even flat and I have a small frame, um, but also that this is just where I am. And, you know, you got to put it into perspective of like where you are. This is out of my comfort zone, but this is not this has not always been, um, you know, my comfort zone, to be honest, would be like is like 21 percent body fat right now. I'm sitting at 26 and it not it used to not always be that way. Um, you know my my goal used to be twenty six percent right when I was like losing my baby weight and and so perspective really keeping in perspective towards like what are your goals, um because a lot of these same processes are going to apply to you regardless of where you are on your journey and even more importantly I want you guys to to think about this too that, okay, yes, it's only 10 pounds. Essentially, this is like the last 10 pounds. And if you've ever tried to lose weight, 
it's always like that last 10 pounds is always the hardest. And so really, I'm not taking anything away from anybody that has a lot of weight to lose. But the first 10 pounds is different than the last 10 pounds when you're trying to lose it. Sometimes it really takes dialing things in to get that needle to move at the very end towards the last 10 pounds. And so I think that's another reason why this podcast is is going to be helpful is how do I approach that? Because things do have to be dialed in for the body fat percentage that I am. If you are, you know, 25% and below and you're trying to lose body fat, it's you do have to dial things in at that point. It it gets it's not going to be left for chance, especially if you're trying to do more of a body recomp or at least trying to maintain that muscle. And then it also plays into like how long have you been exercising, um, how how sensitive is your body to to uh, strength training? Like if you've been doing it for a long for a while, and you know you've been resistance training for a while, it's not going to be as it gets harder over time to build muscle. You're reaching that genetic potential that you have, and um, you know you're ready you're ready maxing that out. Versus somebody that's never lifted before or dieted before, like it's they're going to have a lot easier time body recomping versus somebody that has been around and and uh, maybe uh, you know. Has, is, is currently already strength training and has been for a while consistently. So just kind of keeping those things in mind as, as we go along today's episode. So just to kind of give a recap, guys, um, for me, I normally fluctuate usually within five pounds or 3% body fat. So my usual is like, ah, fluctuate between like 120, 125, and like 20 to like 23, 24 at the most. And right now I am sitting at 26% body fat, which is, I usually try not to let myself go over 24, 25. That's when I try to rein it back. So I'm actually over that. Um, And, you know, I'm going to be honest that I have been, I'll I'll tell you guys, I know exactly what has got this weight to creep up. And you might be thinking too, like, well, that's not that bit that much more, right? Like if you're used to be, you know, used to trying to keep things in within like 20 to 24% body fat, 26 isn't that bad. And it really isn't. It's not that far off. But the whole thing is that the I did an assessment and the things that I have been doing to get me to this 26% over the past few months, if I don't rein this in and I get a handle on those, ba- those, those, uh, you know, those habits that are doing that, then you know, 26 is going to turn into 28, and then 28 is going to turn into 30. You see what I'm saying? It's like it's easier now to um, become aware of what's going on and and correct that than to um, just let it go until it's so bad that it, it just seems really hard to like rein that back like the these are um how we are is accumulation of the daily the the small daily actions that we take and those things accumulate over time nobody woke up one day and gained like 30 pounds or even 10 pounds right like i said this is an accumulation that has happened probably over the past five months or so, I'd have to really look back at my body scans and see, but it has been slowly accumulating. And for me right now, um, for a while, it hasn't been, I guess physique hasn't really been a goal of mine. It's more performance, especially since I started doing CrossFit. Um, it's, it's not, physique is not as big of a, a thing on my radar as it used to be. 
And so I'm okay with being a little bit more heavier or having more body fat than what I used to used to be okay with years ago. But at the same time, that is also affecting my conditioning in my workouts and my wads. And, and so I realized that I do have to keep an athletic build in order to be competitive in that sense, right? And to um, just feel good too. Like it feels good to feel light. Like I, I have noticed the difference, like in feeling a little heavier and certain things feel harder to do in the gym. And, and I don't like that. And plus, like I said, my clothes are starting to feel a little tight. And I'm not about like to go buy a bunch of, uh, of new wardrobe just because I've when I could just lose like five pounds or so and 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 get back into to place. So um, with all that said, just to kind of give you guys an idea of what's going on, let's talk about my game plan and my mindset. So the mindset that most people, I feel like when they go into weight loss is for one, they're doing it. A lot of people can be doing it out of... Um, not in a very positive way, more in a negative way, like more in the sense of like, I'd hate the way I look. And so I have to change. And having a good mindset going into this is going to matter a lot in how you how successful you are and how like if you are going to keep the weight off, because I don't think weight loss per se is the success part. I think the keeping it off is the success part because when you look at statistics and you look at where people fall, it's not that they can't lose weight. I know everybody has been successful at losing weight. What we struggle with is to keep it off. We struggle to keep that going, that consistency. So having the right mindset going into this is going to be so important. Not seeing this as um, this quick fix, quick thing, this challenge like, oh, I'm going to give myself um, so many weeks and, you know, not really seeing the long term past that. And yes, I did say that I am um, giving my, there's certain little things that I am going to give myself you know, I have to lose like a few pounds to get under 130. So I know I'm gonna have to lose some water weight this week and just, you know, go low carb for a few days to make sure I get under that weight there. But I'm not going to um, just see it as this one and done kind of thing. And more what I am the way I'm going about it and seeing it is like, I need to do a re- I need to do an assessment of my lifestyle. And this, the, the things that have caused me to gain this weight are out of my comfort zone as far as also my lifestyle choices. I've been, I've been doing things that aren't in alignment with the person that I want to be and the lifestyle that I want to live and what makes me feel good. And it's having that assessment and that awareness of who I want to show up as. Because if you want to create a lifestyle change and you want it to stick, you have to change your identity. You have to change who you are. It has to become who you are. If not, over time, you're not going to be able to upkeep it. And so that's where I do have a problem with these whole like 21 day challenge things. Like I think they're fun and they can be a kickstart to help people. But the problem that I have is, okay, now what? Like what happens afterwards? And having the right kind of mindset to not see it as I just got to get through this 21 days and I got to push myself and it has to be horrible and, um, I have to be perfect or it doesn't count and that all or nothing mindset. And I think in the end that sabotages and burns us out. So 
Um, I don't like to see it like that. I like to see it as, okay, I am, I am creating this lifestyle change. I am changing who I am. And that takes time. And that takes um, the, these little daily votes of my actions that are going to change me into the person that I want to be. And so I have to be mindful of the little daily actions that I'm taking that are going to push me in the right directions and being mindful about doing the ones that matter the most. And that's going to push me the most that I'm going to get the most out of because it doesn't make sense to try to do everything perfect. It's, it's consistency over perfection all the time. It's always going to win. Consistency is always going to win over perfection. So keeping that in mind. So that's my overall mindset going on to this. And really, like I said, it's letting go of that all or nothing mindset because that's going to sabotage you. If you think I have to do, I have to be perfect and I have to do everything 110% or it's not going to work. There's going to be a time where you're going to break. It's it's too much, too fast. And reminding myself like who I want to be and how I want to show up and and really holding on to that um, is to me matters more than, okay, I want to be this certain weight on a scale. And I have a vision and I know what that's like because it, it does make it easier if you've ever been, if you are trying to reach a goal of something that you've done before I feel like it is easier because you've already proven to yourself that it is possible. So if that is you, then use that, envision that as a, um, a motivator, like, hey, I got this, I've done this before, and this is what I know I can expect when I get there. Not always just relying on, oh, I'm going to look this way and it's going to be great, but also how do you feel about yourself? How does How is that going to make you feel? And really holding on to those whys of why, why am I doing this? Like, why does this matter? And you have to have a why that is deeper than just, oh, I'm going to like the number on the scale. Like it has to be a, a why that is going to motivate you. And I'm going to be completely honest, guys, when you're going to reach any goal, when you are stepping out of your comfort zone to reach anything, like it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to feel like you'll want to do it. Like there's going to be days where you just have to push yourself to do it. Even when you create the habits um, there are going to be days where you don't feel like doing it. Like I love to work out, but you know what? There's some days when I just don't really want to go, but I still make myself go because I know how it's going to make me feel afterwards. And it's just, I know I have a rule. Like I'm not going to go more than a couple of days without working out. Like, and that's just something I set a hard boundary on for myself. And you have to do that. I mean, yes, it gets easier over time because you get those routines, but there's still going to be those days where even though it's a habit, it's hard. So I think we need to get out of that mindset that it's it's that there's going to be one day where it's just going to be effortless. And it's, that's what we're trying to strive for. We're not trying to strive for that. We're just trying to strive to for consistency. And I think routines are a really big part in creating those habits. And, and habits are not anything magical. They do help a lot. And we should be striving for, for habits. But nothing magical happens when it becomes a habit. It's not in the sense of like, everything gets super easy and it's never going to be hard again like that we need to get that mindset or that thought out of our mind if that's what could be like sabotaging you towards a habit or creating a habit or thinking like oh this isn't working it's you know it should be a habit it should be super easy by now and you know habits take longer than what we think it's not a whole I hate the 21 day it takes 21 days to build a habit like it's bullshit like look it up it's science the you know studies show that it's not it's more like average is like 266 days also depends on like what the habit is and how hard you know it's not 21 days so um 
Just spoiler alert on that one. So let's talk about why I am where I'm at. Um, and if I continue to, um, you know, have these little <laughs> bad habits that I picked up, I, I would continue to gain weight. I just have the awareness that I'm going to stop it right now because I have boundaries for myself that are, and I think boundaries can be very helpful and, and healthy. I, I have a boundary for myself of a comfort zone where I feel comfortable in, you know, and, and I'm out of that boundary now. And so I got to rein it back in and having the awareness is, is to do that is great. And it's not easy guys. Like, you know, I'm a personal trainer, nutritionist, and it's hard to like, I should be, I feel like I should be out of everybody, the one that should be like, look perfect all the time. You know, I have those moments. I know that's not true. But I mean, I feel like I have that pressure sometimes because I am like, should be a role model of that, you know, because that's my profession. Um, but you know, it is I'm human, and life is what it is, and priorities change and things happen. And, uh, you know, the past year, um, I've been focused more on trying to figure out my mental health and, and just, you know, going about the motions and still going and still working out, but I wasn't really super, super focused on my physique and all that. So, you know, that that's okay. It's okay. We you don't need to come in through the mindset of like, beating yourself up. And I'm not going to do that. I tell y'all not to do that. I'm not doing that to myself. Um, and I'm not doing this because I think I'm any less at where I'm at right now. It's it's purely because I know that's going to help me perform better, feel better, um, be healthier too, I think, just in general. So let's talk about some of these things that have gotten me to where I am. And that is, I looking at it right now, the biggest thing has been leniency with my nutrition. Biggest thing, hands down, has been a leniency with my nutrition because I'm still going to the gym. I'm still working out like five to six times a, a week. I mean, I did, I'm not doing as much strength training sessions. I was, um, you know, I was for a while, me and my husband were going in the evenings like a few times out of the week and I was getting like some bodybuilding strength training sessions in and I'm not, I haven't been doing that. So I think that's part of why I lost a little bit of muscle. I didn't lose that much. It was less than a pound and that's really not much. Um, but as far as gaining the body fat, uh, yeah, that has been a lot of nutrition. <laughs> that was me. Be, it's me being very lenient on my nutrition as far as like snacking a lot, eating things I normally don't eat. Like, guys, I'm going to be, like, really honest. I don't ever drink so I never drink sodas. And then maybe, like, a couple of months ago, I started, like, drinking, like, diet sodas here and there. And then it was, like, a gateway. <laughs> like, sometimes now I drink, like, this past week, I had, like, one or two sodas, like, regular sodas. And I was, like, before I couldn't maybe have a few sips of like a regular soda, I'm like, oh, this is like too sweet and I don't like the carbonation. But damn, that soda was good this week. I, I can see where people get that addiction to sodas. Um, now I used to not really think that. And so it, it makes me wonder and I have to reassess myself is drinking diet soda here and there. Is that something that is triggering me to want to have like a regular soda. So that's something I'm kind of playing around with, but I'm trying to cut back on that. Um, another thing is, like I said, the snacking thing. It, I, I've been really bad the past few months about just grabbing things here and there. Like 
um, getting something like just like if my kids are eating something and grabbing a handful of whatever they're eating, um, just grabbing a handful of general like chips have been like bad <laughs> for me. Like I've, I've been eating way more chips than I should be eating. Um, and it's funny because I really think about it and we're still eating healthy overall. Like I'm still eating healthy breakfast, lunches and dinners. It's just these little handfuls and grabs and these little extra things that have really just added up over time and that it can happen. Those, those little things do really add up throughout the day. Um, the next thing is um, I have been letting the weekends like get ahead of me. And what I mean by that is I've been drinking too much beer with my husband. I'll be completely honest. So that's like been our thing lately is like having a few beers on the weekend and we will do it like Friday and Saturday. And then I just eat like when I drink, I tend to eat more and then I tend to make poor decisions. So a lot of chips and salsa and beer on the weekends. And so I'm like, okay, I got to rein that back. And, um, it, it kind of sucks because like when you take things away, cause like that has a positive, that has a positive takeaway too. Like it's me and my husband's time to like, um, to catch up on the week because like the week's really busy with the kids and with work and we don't really sit down and just hang out. And so that was like our thing. And so now I got to like think about, okay, we can still have that, but like without the beer, right? You know, uh, of course, it's, it feels just like more relaxing when you do have alcohol, but really thinking about, okay, this is becoming a habit that is not completely serving me right now. Um, I can still have the other thing like, you know, connecting with my husband, I don't need to, you know, drink, like, four beers or whatever it is. And so that's something that I'm going to have to rein back in. And I think a lot of people struggle with that is like, like, I'm doing little quotations here, but weekend, like we say weekend, but week, like W-E-A-K-end. Um, and that's where we can really sabotage the progress that we had the week before. And that is, Part, partially that has been part of the that has been part of my problem of how this weight has slowly crept up so that's another thing another thing is I don't know if you follow me on or we're friends on Facebook but I've been into sourdough um, bread and um, it tastes really freaking good and I've probably been eating a little bit too much sourdough like I make it like it's homemade I have a starter that I feed every week and it's all completely homemade. And I think in my head, that's another reason I'm like, okay, well, it's all homemade and it, sourdough is better for you than like store-bought bread, which it is, um, but it still has calories, you know? And so I know I've been snacking a little bit too much on the bread. So I'm going to rein that back in. Um, and I think that's pretty much the main things of what has gotten me to where I am now. And so it's real. If you are going to decide to get back on track, whatever that means to you, you really have to assess what has been holding you back from being on track the whole time. What are those things that you're going to have to change? You know, we think about, uh, I, I, you know, when we try to get back on track, we think about all the things that we're supposed to be doing. But I don't think we really start to analyze like our behaviors of what has gotten us to where we are. And I think that's what we need to focus on first to change. Because like I said, it's these daily decisions that add up. And that's who we we are the accumulations of our daily decisions. So look there and figure out and then kind of reverse engineer um, and that's kind of what my plan is. And the way that I do this with myself, even and with clients is like, we do this with weekly action goals. And I am, I am all for doing, uh, like I said, it's these daily 
things that make up make our progress. So why not focus on that instead of like for me, okay, yes, my goal is I want to get from 26% body fat to 20% body fat. And and that is that is a, a good goal, right? But I'm not going to say like every week, I want to lose 1% body fat. Like, I don't like those kind of goals. Those are those goals are it's okay, I think to have long term goals like that. Um, but when it comes to weekly goal setting, I think we need to focus more on the actions that it takes to reach that goal because weight loss is not very predictable. Um, it, it, we can try our best, but it's really weird. I, you know, I'm pretty sure you have seen this. I've seen this with clients and myself. Um, it, it's not a linear up, uphill thing. You could be doing everything right and you might stall out for a week or two and all of a sudden you lose a few pounds. Like it's just for whatever reason, the body is just, just how we work. And so um, I would you set yourself up to set unrealistic goals of like you, you could do everything right and they still might not happen. So I rather focus on the things that I can't control. I rather focus on the actions I take because that's what's gonna create the result that I want so I'm going to focus on actions. And that's what's going to make me feel good at the end of the week that I did that versus did I lose so many pounds in the scale. And it, it, so it's really focusing on what you have control over and it creates um, momentum and it also creates self-confidence. So a lot of people are like, oh, I want to lose weight so I want to feel confident in myself. Let me tell you a little secret. It's not really the weight. It's the process. It's the process of showing up for yourself and doing what you said you were going to do that builds the self-confidence. And the reason why a lot of us don't have self-confidence is because we say we're going to do things and we don't do it. And over time, it it lowers our self-confidence and our self to and our capabilities. And think about like if you had a friend that always said that they were going to do something and they never follow through, like you would lose self-confidence and self or you would use, lose confidence in that person person and you would lose respect for that person. The same thing happens for us when we don't follow through on things that we say we're going to do for ourselves. So that's another reason why I like these weekly action goals. So it's basically you are finding um, just three things that you want to work on that week. And those are actionable things that you can do. So for example, I would take for me, I'm taking into consideration what is my biggest struggle. Like what has gotten me here to where I am? And it's the snacking. The snacking, like number one, is gonna be the first thing. So for me, I'm gonna set an action goal that's going to help to counteract that and help to to fix that. So what works for me, and I know what has worked in the past, and that's another thing, if you have already reached a goal, you can think about, okay, how did I do that in the past? Is that something that will work now? And for me, one thing that really helps with snacking is setting boundaries for my meals, saying I'm only going to eat three meals, and I'm not going to snack. The only way I will snack is if um, I have a workout and I'm not going to eat within an hour after that workout. I need to get some pro- some high protein in and um, to for recovery. So I'm probably going to do like a protein shake and that's it. You know, that's the only snack that I'm going to have. The rest are going to be square meals. Now, it feels like this is restrictive. And this is how in my mindset, I, d- I handle it so it doesn't feel restrictive. So I have been catching myself, I actually started this little thing this week. I will catch myself almost reaching for something. And then I tell myself, oh man, I can't have it right now. I, and not, I don't say I can't have it at all. I say I can't have that right now. If I really want that later when I eat and my time to eat, then I'll, I'll come back and I'll eat it. 
And guess what happens? I forget about it. Like, but the thing is, it's it's a mindset thing because if you tell yourself you can't have something, when you highly restrict something, it backfires on you eventually. And so you have to have that leniency. So it's like a little mind trick that you can play with yourself and just say, you know, okay, well, like I want, I really want like this piece of candy and I'd be like, okay, which is on my eating time right now. So I can, after I eat lunch, like during lunchtime, if I still want it, I'll eat it then. And that's, like I said, that's how I process it. And I forget about whatever it was that I wanted. Obviously it was just a craving. Obviously it's probably, I, I tend to do a lot of boredom eating. Like if I let myself snack, it's going to be mostly boredom eating. So it takes, so it's not really real hunger. So I do, I forget about it. I move on and I forget about it. And it's not a big deal. And then I don't actually give into that. So I was being too reactive to those impulses. Like if I saw something and I was bored or I was like, Ooh, that's, I, I kind of want some of that. Like I would just grab here and there as I'm walking by things. And that, like I said, that shit adds up. So that's going to be something I know that's going to play a big part in helping me along this um, to reach this goal. So that's going to be my first uh, weekly action goal. My other weekly action goal that I was going to really focus on or have been really focused on is tracking my food and my fitness pal because that holds accountability. Just even tracking your food, guys, the awareness, the self-awareness of tracking your food alone can help you to lose weight, to help you to stay consistent because it's a form of accountability. And um, if you've never kept a food diary, I highly, highly recommend you try it for a week and see what happens. Um, As a nutritionist, I do nutrition consults with people. And one of the requirements is they have to keep a food journal for one week before I will even do a consult with them. And that's because I want to see where their metabolism is. I want to see where their eating habits are. What are their biggest struggles? Um, What are their just their habits in general around eating so that way I can give them the best custom plan possible to help them move forward because um, I could just ask them their body weight and I could just ask them for their stats and assume where their metabolism is, give them custom macros. Like I'm doing like quote, like little bunny here's where you're like custom macros. But if you really don't assess somebody's metabolism ahead of time, it's kind of a hit and miss on the macro counting. That's why online macro calculators can be a hit and miss. Um, and unfortunately, most women have a history of yo-yo dieting or under eating so their metabolism isn't really ideal so whenever you use these calculators their weight loss calories sometimes end up being way more than what their maintenance calories are right now and it's just a just a recipe for disaster so i'm that's that's why i would recommend even try oh so where i was going with this as i got off on a tangent is that when i tell people to do that for the nutrition consult I tell them, please, please, please eat how you normally eat because I want to see where your metabolism is right now. And I got to see where, and by doing that, I want to see where your maintenance calories are. So just keep doing what you're doing. But a lot of the time what happens is just them having the awareness of tracking, they eat less and they eat better because now they have that accountability awareness piece going on. And so, um, yeah, just a little little challenge if you've never done a food diary. I re- highly recommend. I use MyFitnessPal. You don't have to have the paid version. The free version works just, as, just fine. Gives you everything you need. So I'm going to track my food. I'm going to I'm going to hit my macros that I gave for myself right now. I'm doing a lower carb macro. It's not low. I say low carb. It's really not low carb. So low carb is like 120 and below and I'm not going that low. Um, it's just lower carb for me <laughs> uh, it, because I need to drop some water weight 
to make my weight class for the Olympic lifting lift off this week. Um, so anyways, that is going to, I'm tracking and I'm doing all my macros. I have been doing macros for a long time. So that's why I can just jump in and start tracking and doing macros and I know how to do that. But if you are somebody that's starting out, you wouldn't just try to hit all your macros all at once. There's like a process that you can take to reaching a mac, uh, to learning how to macro count that's not overwhelming and you're going to still get great results. And that's a, that's another podcast for another time. Uh, something I, I walk people through whenever, I coach them. Um, the other thing that is my big uh, issue is is the beer thing. I have to let that go right now. So I'm not going to be drinking beer um, <laughs> on the weekends. I am limiting myself to three seltzers or less. Um, and even then, guys, because I was like, oh, I probably should just not drink at all. Because I'll be completely honest, like if me and my husband are having a really good time, like this past weekend, we started taking shots. And I'm like, okay, this is, you know, because we just kind of keep rolling with it. So uh, it might be best for me not to drink at all. And I'm being completely honest. I'm being, and this is me being that self-awareness piece that really matters is like, okay, not that, you know, I'm becoming just like a, a raging alcoholic or anything, but it's really not helping me with what my goal is right now. So I got to let it go. Um, So that's another thing. The other thing, I know I said three, but this is the fourth thing I know I need to really focus on is I need to start adding in more strength training. My body type, I... I've had to work really hard for my muscle. I'm not naturally a muscular person. I am a petite person naturally. And... You know, I've had to work hard for my muscle. I lose it easy. I know I knew when I transitioned into CrossFit and doing CrossFit more than bodybuilding that I would probably lose muscle, which I've done really good. I've actually gained a couple more pounds and then do pretty good at maintaining it. But I know uh, lately I have not been doing a lot of strength training. I've been just doing whatever I have programmed with my class, which isn't a lot for me, you know, because I'm used to lifting a lot. And then I will do the Metcon with them and probably doing more cardio than lifting right now. In my body type, I have to lift and I have to lift frequently in order to gain muscle. Like that's just, that's my body. That's just how it is. And you might be different. And it's kind of like, that's another thing too, guys. Like I'm telling you all these things that are going to work for me. And yes, they are. There's a baseline of like, that is true for everybody in a way. Like, okay, everybody needs to, um, if you really, really want to transform your body, macro counting and strength training, right? Progressive overload. Like there's like these fundamental things, but there's a bunch, there's these nuances in how it's applied to you and how your body type is and how your body responds. Where are you on your fitness journey? How is even your schedule? Like there's all these things that can kind of, that, can come into play into like actually creating this into a lifestyle and you got to take all those little things into account so those are like the big factors of what I am going to focus on in order to get to my goal and I thought I would end this by talking about how I'm going to assess my progress um, so every two weeks I'll be doing a body scanner we have an in-body scanner at the gym and I don't recommend doing any less than two weeks because it's not enough time to like assess any changes really. So I'm going to do it every two weeks. Right now, my my short term goal is I have to get 100 under 130, which this morning after a couple of days of eating low carb, I'm already at 128. 
Um, and also, I just got off my period. So the beginning of the week, I was on my period. And so some of that could have just been water weight as why well. I was at 101, 132, as close to that. Um, and, and so that could be another reason why I've dropped a lot of water. And then also I started eating lower carbs. So I dropped, shit, I was probably eating my carbs on the daily were probably closer to like 180, 200 grams. And now I've been eating like 130, 140. And so I dropped them so I could drop water weight and that's working. I weighed 128 this morning. So like, woohoo, I can be in my weight class, but I'm not going to continue the super low carb carb diet going on. I'm not, my goal is I want to lose body fat and I want to maintain muscle. I don't want it just to lose a bunch of water weight. I needed to this short term in this week in order to make my weight class, but that is not my long term. Uh, that's not my long term goal. So I did a couple of episodes a while back. It was like, what was it called? It was about like, what is a healthy weight loss? And in there, I shared with you guys, if you want it, you're going to have to go listen to it. I can't remember the link off my head, but it's in the show notes for that episode. And it, I, I created a um, weight loss calculator. I just was like geeked out on it. <laughs> um, the formula and all that is is in there. And, and it took me a while to like figure out like how to do like the formulas, but it was fun. I like that kind of stuff. So there's that spreadsheet and I use that to give me an idea of like, what are my goals that I'm shooting for? What it would be considered a healthy, like weight loss for me? How much like pounds am I looking at, at for fat? You know, cause I said, I want to lose 10 pounds, but really guys, like I want to lose 6% body fat. That's, that's my goal. And so when I go to my, that spreadsheet and I put that information, if you have seen it yet it's pretty cool like on step one you're gonna put your weight then you're gonna put all this is all you have to know you just have to know your weight your current weight your current body fat and what your goal body fat is and you just put those three things in and it will output all this information for you it will tell you how many pounds of fat you're trying to aim for for me and I have it also in kilograms and, and pounds. So all the formulas I did was in kilo, it's in kilograms. So I had to do the formulas in kilograms. And then I have another column where I converted everything into pounds because if you are American, like I am, like I, I don't know, kilograms don't mean much to me. I have to see things in pounds for it to really like, really uh, for me to understand what I'm looking at, you know, as regards to like weight for myself. So um, you have both options there. So for me... I am trying to lose 6% and that is equal for my stats. This is going to be different for everybody. Um, total body weight loss, uh, just under 10 pounds. So nine, nine pounds and um, three, four. So like 9.75 or whatever. And so I am aiming to lose. Um, and also on here, guys, so rate of weight loss is pretty cool on this spreadsheet. What I did, depending on how your body fat is, is how your rate of weight loss is. If you're like 25% and below and you're trying to lose um, body, if you're trying to lose fat, that rate should be way different than somebody that's 40, 50% body fat. Somebody that's like 40, 50% body fat can lose, can, can lose weight a lot faster, weight, uh, fat that, or can lose fat a lot faster than somebody that's already really lean. Somebody that's already really lean has to take it very slowly so they don't lose the lean mass that they have. 
Um, but as far as somebody that has a lot of body fat to lose, they can afford to lose some lean mass and they have reserve. Essentially, they have reserves <laughs> because they have body fat, right, to feed off of and they have a lot of it. And so you can be more aggressive in weight loss. So that's all taken into consideration in this calculator. Um, so anyways, I it shows me that my goal is to lose about a little under a pound a week. And I can reach my goal in about eight and a half weeks, eight and a half to nine weeks. And that would be healthy uh, weight loss with minimum, hopefully minimum um, muscle loss, right? Because that's the whole point is to minimize muscle loss. So that is what I'm going to be aiming for. I have a CrossFit competition in in October 15th. So it's about a month away. That's about four weeks. So I might be about like halfway to that. If I could get, I would be happy if by the time I do that competition, if I'm, if I'm down to about 23, somewhere in there, 23, 22, I think I can get there pretty well. I think I, what's going to be harder for me is going from like 23 to, to 20. I think that's going to be a little bit more of a push for my body because that's where like my low end of my normal usually is. So that is, um, yep, that is the goal. I hope you guys found this episode helpful, got you to give, give you some ideas. Um, also to show you that it's really doesn't have to be that complicated. Sometimes we overcomplicate things in our heads because it's a form it is kind of like a form, it is a form of self-sabotage, right? Like if you are been holding on the fence or waiting on the fence to like actually get started because you're like, oh, because this and this and this, and this all these things are not perfect or can't be right. Um, I can't do this, you know, I want you to look at, like, I've been doing this for years, guys, like, um, and it's normal to like fluctuate, right? Um, I go through periods like this. And so if you see like what I'm focusing on, I'm not trying to do everything perfect. I'm just, okay, what are the big things that are going to move me forward? Let me focus on those things first. And then I can focus on all the, I can focus on all the other little details later, right? I just need to get started. I need to focus on what's going to move me the most. And then I just focus on that. Okay. That's how you get over overwhelm. And that's how you just, just move forward. And it has to be actions. You can't just be like, like for me, I couldn't just be like, okay, I want to lose 6% body fat and I'm going to lose 1% every week. Like, no, that's not going to help you. Like, it's good to know what your goals are, but that's not a game plan. That's not an action plan. That's just, that's just goals. <laughs> that's it, right? You have to have the, that action piece in order to help you to move forward. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. And like I say, or I always say every week, or every time I have an episode, go out there and be the strong bomb that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now, guys.